Hey guys, welcome back to episode six of the Get Into This podcast. So this is Tanise speaking, by the way, and we're going to be trying something new here for the next couple of episodes. This is a solo episode. If you listen to the very last episode, episode five, you were, well, that was episode four. Episode, this is going really quickly, like every week. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. So if you listen to episode four, you would have learned that Malika is having an impromptu wedding. Those are her words, not mine. So I decided to be gracious enough in this partnership here to take on the brunt of recording for the next couple of weeks. Um, so you're going to get used to my voice. And if you don't like me, then oh well, she'll be back soon. Um, so luckily, I've had plenty of practice talking to myself for an hour as a kid, as a 20-year-old, as a 30-year-old, even in the car today. Uh, do a lot of talking to myself, a lot of self-reflection because I've grown to know that I'm the only person that knows me the best and will agree with all the bullshit that I come up with. So needless to say, I am a pro at talking to myself for a very long time. Today, hopefully, we're right at about an hour so I can uh, hurry up, edit, and go to sleep. So there's actually, you know, some, some reality that happens on the back end of this. Anyway, today's episode is going to be about um, how to have little small life hacks to advance your effectiveness in your life. But before I get into the actual content of what I wanted to share with you guys today, I do want to have a little recap. But before I do that, let me invite you right here in the top of the hour to go ahead and run on over to Instagram and follow us there at Get Into This Podcast. You have an Instagram, we have an Instagram, we should be friends. So go on over follow us. Um, a lot of the questions that we've been getting, especially from our lady listeners, has been on skin, hair, you know, beauty type of things. And if you're over on Instagram, you would see those in our Instagram stories and in our highlights. So please, please, please go on over and hit the follow button. So um, man, today, today is Monday. Um, normally we have a recording schedule that we record and release on the same day. So that way, if you know our schedule shifts a little bit, we have a week to make up for that. So needless to say, this is Monday. So we were supposed to record on last Tuesday. That did not happen. So here it is, Monday night, 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this will be heard by you all in the land by you know 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. So that's how the magic is behind the scenes. So it's nine o'clock. I've had a whole Monday. Um... And let me tell you how I'm feeling right now. So I feel like blah today, okay? So you guys know that I'm a fitness girl and not only am I, I'm not going to say obsessed with working out, but it's kind of like what I do to maintain vanity. And I'm I'm saying that because my workouts are based in nudity, not based in 100% wellness. I mean, obviously, I don't want to like fall over tomorrow. And there's a lot of young people who are just kind of croaking or something. I don't know if it's, you know, narcotics or if they're just not healthy. I have no idea. But there's a lot of motherfuckers that are just falling over at like 41. And I'm trying not to be one of them. But um, I'm fairly healthy. I don't have any real medical issues. Um, I've never even been stung by a bee. So right now, the reason why I work out as much as I do is really just to look good naked. That's really the all out honesty. It's that, That's it. I'm not even going to pretend that it's rooted in anything else. It's for vanity reasons. But you know, shit catches up to you real fast. So of course I work out regularly. Every couple of days I am trying to start a new competition with somebody on Apple Watch. So if you are an Apple Watch computer, if that's even the word, computer, is that it? If you're one of those people who are on Apple Watch trying to compete against other people on Apple Watches, I am your girl. Like find me, send me a little love note. We will compete. So I'm always trying to compete against people. I work out every day, every single day. Um, whether I'm doing solid core, which is the um, Pilates base class that I coach 
um, in Tyson's Corner or in Old Town if you're in the D.C. area, a coach there. But then I've also recently tried to take on this new endeavor of being a cycle instructor, which is nuts, okay? So I'm thinking, okay, the workout that I coach is crazy in terms of like all the stuff we had to learn to to you know be a coach it's already hard enough on its own to be a client like if you've ever been to a solid core class you can confirm that it is some hard shit it's probably the hardest thing you've ever done in a workout environment but as a coach it is completely different in terms of how we had to learn how to say all the things that you hear us saying when you're in class so we did um a like a six week program I believe to learn how to do that I did that last summer and it was hard it was really hard and the first time I went to class to learn I was like oh my god like I considered not coming and there was actually not coming back and there's actually a girl in my class you know the very next day she didn't show up and they're like oh yeah she dropped out already <laughs> so it is hard as shit to learn how to be a solid core coach so um, I had bumped into a young lady that I had as a, as a client previously in life, working at a smoothie place that is near the studio where I coach. And come to find out, she's a co-owner of this smoothie place. And it just happens to be connected to a fitness, like, boutique style thing where they do, like, a CrossFit style thing in there, like, boot camp stuff. Um, but then they also have a cycle studio inside of there. So I'm chit-chatting with her and she's like, ooh, if you know anybody who is a cycle instructor, let me know because my co-owner who runs those programs is looking to you know, beef up the schedule. So I'm like, okay, well, shit. I mean, I'm in the neighborhood. I know how to coach, you know solid core so certain and i'm i've cycled plenty of times so let me just slap this together honey honey let me tell you she the the young lady sent me a um like a format on pdf and was like this is the format this is how but you know how we cycle here these are our buzzwords because you know in boutique fitness there are certain types of things that you say there's little cute things that kind of are on brand if you will so she sends me that and I'm thinking, okay, girl, like, okay, I can do this. No problem. Let me watch a couple of Peloton videos as a refresher. I didn't order these $130 fucking cycle shoes because cycle shoes make a huge difference. I get, you know, get in there and I'm, I'm building out my little playlist. I have like two or three sample songs she wants me to play. The studio's dark. It's just she and I in the studio. And this is the owner. And she's like, all right, run me through. And I'm like, oh my God. I get up on the podium and I'm like, bitch, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm like, dead. And I'm like, oh my God. So when, like I said, solid core is hella hard. There's so much stuff that you're supposed to say and do and know all this type of stuff. But, you know, and it's not that cycling is any more difficult. It's just different. So when you're cycling, I'm actually working out with you. So I am tired as fuck, just like you are tired as fuck when you're riding around on those damn cycles. If you've been to any indoor cycle studio, you know, I mean, it shit gets real live really fast. The lights are off. The music is loud. It is a time. Okay. So not only am I working out while I'm doing that, but then there's choreography. Okay. And solid core, you know, you got to know your left leg from your right leg, which surprisingly people do not know, but in cycle i gotta you know you gotta do a little dance movements you got to you know tap it back here get up jog sprint bounce hit the hit the, hit the quan i mean you gotta do a lot of shit on this cycle and i'm like oh my god and then as the additional kicker your directions are fucked up like when i say go to the left it's really my right and because you're you know facing the people so i'm like bitch like this is nuts so anyway, she probably was cute enough not to tell me, girl, you need to get your life. So she was like, okay, come back for this day. You know, our girl, our master instructor is going to run over a whole course set with you guys. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that might be fucking ideal or nice. So we did that. And I mean, it was a time, but, um, you know, if I, this was like <laughs> a couple of days ago, if I don't hear back from this woman, like I am not going to be fucking butthurt. Okay. I would just take me and my $130 TMs plus a $20 clip, um, thing to go on the shoe and take my ass right on over 
to SoulCycle, Zango, or wherever the hell else I can get on a bike and just ride from there in peace because I'm telling you, coaching is hard work. So when you see these coaches in these studios and these classes that you go to, please say thank you and please value the amount of time that it takes to build out these playlists and to give you the classes that you're that you're coming in and paying for and value their time when you're there. Work hard because it is hard fucking work. All right, so I say all that to say, that was a, that was a long-winded moment, but I say all that to say, that even though I work out and I'm in this space all the time, I feel so fucking fat today, okay? So I've been living in these Lululemons. I finally drank the Kool-Aid and bought these Lululemons aligns, and I love them. Like, you guys have seen, like, every white girl walking around in Lululemon aligns, and it's for a motherfucking reason, because they are amazing. Like, amazing these pants are. But I'm a little fluffy today. Like, I... You know, I have to lift my stomach up. I cannot see my vagina right now. It's just, it's it's a lot. Like, I overate the last couple of days. I'm sitting at work. They have the damn Cheeto station next to me because like, my job has a Cheeto station. Like, it's, 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 it's just a wreck. So I just ate too much bullshit. I've been drinking wine all the time. I mean, I drink wine all the time anyway. I don't really think that's the contributing factor, but it's definitely the Cheetos and the other bullshit that I've just been casually eating. And the shit catches up. So now I'm a little like, uh, uh, uh. So I, don't, I just don't feel my best today. Um, luckily, I mean, I know exactly what I have to do and I'm in the environment to change it. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's one of those days. And then my skin is breaking out. If you guys have listened to other episodes, um, you just know I am like a big stickler for skincare. Malika is a master esthetician, so obviously she's a big stickler for skincare. So like it's like a moment. So right now I'm just looking crazy. My eyebrows don't have any fucking shape because I was going to get my eyebrows um, threaded forever. And I was like, okay, like this is just too much of a commitment right now because I'm having to go there for on my lunch break or whatever, get my eyebrows threaded. It was just an extra something to be doing. So I'm like, let me just tweeze my own eyebrows because I obviously know how to do that. So I'm tweezing and then, you know, shaping my eyebrows at home, but they just aren't as pretty as those girls just rolling that thread through their tongue or whatever the hell they're doing. And so my eyebrows don't have a shape. My face is all broken out. My work outfit is just fucking stupid. Work outfits are all fucking stupid. It, it's just, it, I did not feel my best on this Monday. So, blah to Monday. Hopefully Tuesday presents a much cuter version of me because when I feel cute, I can deliver much cuter results to the world. So, that's today. Yesterday was Mother's Day, okay? And as much of a, as a mom that I am to little Miss Reagan, who is 13, so I've been a mother for 13 years, it's still one of those holidays that, like, your mom kind of is, like, the deal. So, my mom. Let me back up and tell you guys, if you don't already know, if you don't know me personally, you must know that my family is the black Roseanne. Like the funny Roseanne before she was racist, before we knew she was racist. Like the Roseanne from like the TV show back in the motherfucking day, not the reboot, but the old Roseanne. Like my family is very much like that. Like there will be no cookies being baked. They're really like my mother doesn't even wrap our Christmas gifts. You have to wrap your own Christmas gift and then act excited when you unwrap it at Christmas. Like, it is a shit show. It is hilarious. And, you know, if you know my mother, you will know why I act and am who I am because... And my father. My father, too. I mean, my parents are still married, so when I go to my parents' house, like, I'm, it's the full gamut. My little sister... It's it's the four of us. I mean, it is, it's, a, it's a fucking show. Like, for real. So, Mother's Day's yesterday... And, you know, for major holidays, it's usually my intention to go home. My parents live about an hour away from me in Maryland, and I usually plan to go there. I mean, some holidays I might kind of slide and not go, but for Mother's Day, certainly I would have went. So Saturday evening, my mom sends me a text message, and she's like, "Um, I'm going on a cruise tomorrow. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. Bye. (laughs) And I'm like, a cruise? Like a soldier boy beam? Like a cruise? Wait, <laughs> what? I mean, she didn't even call me and say, 
Happy Mother's Day. Can I send you an e-gift card? I mean, do you have any plans? Uh, surprise, you can't come to my house because I'm going on this cruise. She just sent me the cruise. It was like, I'm out. Skirt. And I'm like, okay. So, um, yeah. So, that happened. And then, so, that was Saturday night. Yesterday, she sends this text um, later on in the evening and it was like, hey, um, I just had this fabulous dinner. And she sends this group text to me, my father, and my sister. And she's like, I just had this fabulous dinner and all this other type of stuff. And I was like, listen here, sis. Um, I haven't gotten a text message from you this much in forever. Now you on this vacation and you filling us in on the, the details of every itinerary pit stop. So I send like this Mariah Carey gif back because I send Mariah Carey to like everybody. Like Mariah Carey is the shadiest of them all. And I'm like, listen, go enjoy your vacation and get off my text messages. I do not need to be filled in on how fabulous you think you're being right now. Go live your life. Happy Mother's Day. So um, that was that. And the rest of my Mother's Day was really cool. I mean, we had semi-plans to be outside and do stuff, um, but it rained all day. And so I kind of appreciated that in the end because it just kind of got me to be inside. I went, I got up, I coached two classes because, you know... A mama don't stop working. I got I got up, coached two classes. One of them was full of mothers, so that was really sweet. And then I took myself to Soul Cycle to have a whole moment to myself to be in the dark and work out. Um, and then I came home and just chilled with my kid. And while well, I'm staying with my kid, but honestly, she didn't come out of her bedroom and I didn't come out of mine. And that's exactly how we liked it. So um, yeah, so that's that's where we are for the week. That's my little wrap up. I feel fat and probably because all that Thai I ate yesterday. Fuck it. I mean, it is what it is. So anyway, on to today's topic, which is um, life hacks for advanced effectiveness. So the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, and it's, it's not as well thought out as the title may imply, but the reason why I wanted to do this episode was because I see so many women in particular because, I mean, that's just who I associate with more than men, but women who just sometimes fall short of connecting the dots on the things that they want to be doing. And there are some very simple tweaks that um, they can change in their normal day-to-day life that could, as the title implies, advance their effectiveness and maybe help get them to where they need to be. So um, these little bulleted points are in no particular order, but, um, yeah, so let's go over them. So the first one is to bet on yourself and to depend on yourself every motherfucking time. Let, let me be, let me repeat that. Bet on yourself, depend on yourself every fucking time. Okay. Listen here. One of the reasons why people end up being ineffective is because they are doing all of this codependency bullshit, okay? Whether it be from like needing a buddy to go fucking to the gym or needing a buddy to go travel with or needing a buddy to walk across the street with, like, listen, you don't need a fucking buddy to do everything. Buddies will fuck you up. Like, no bullshit, they will. Listen here. I have a great amount of love for my friends. But I do a lot of stuff on my own. And my friends are my friends in my social space and not in my work space. Because folks' work ethic don't always be where your work ethic is. I mean, that's just what it is. And people are wishy-washy. People are where they want to be and not where you need to be. And you will fuck your own goals up waiting on people, whether they are your friends, whether they are your family, hell, whether they are your fucking coworkers, you will fuck yourself over waiting on other people. Don't do it. It's, it's a waste of time. And you just have to know that People can truly have your best interests at heart and want to have some of the same goals as you, but that buddy program shit, nah, knock it off. Bet on yourself, commit to yourself, follow through with yourself. So that's that. Uh, The second thing, 
rituals. Now, this wellness and self-care and all that whole thing is very much a vibe right now. It's all over the place. It's all over social media. It's big on Instagram, you know, all that thing. I am such a subscriber to rituals. And I don't mean you have to like have a million crystals and be lighting shit. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a whole like Sunday service in your living room that looks like, you know, some type of voodoo session. It doesn't even look all dramatic, okay? It can be very simplistic. A ritual is just a sexed up version of a hobby. That's really all it is. Like my ritual is at nighttime, me taking my shower is a very much a thing. Like it is a moment I set myself up, do whatever I need to do in the shower. I sit in my bathroom. I enjoy my bathroom. I will be eating freaking Cheez-Its in my bathroom, which is part of the reason why my ass is fucking fluffy now, but I will be eating Cheez-Its in my bathroom. I bring my little Stevia drink into my bathroom. I drink wine in my bathroom. Like It is a moment. My thing in the evening is to be in my bathroom. That seems to be the one place where my daughter now at 13 truly respects like if i'm laying in my bedroom boom her ass is in there like hey if i'm anywhere else in this apartment my child is in my space but when i'm in the bathroom for some magical reason she leaves me the fuck alone so i love to do my evening like my version of like sunday service kanye's little sunday service every night okay i'm trying to speed through this so i can get on to doing that tonight that's my nightly ritual in the morning same concept, just a little bit more rushed, unfortunately. But yes, I'm taken through a full skincare, like six steps in the morning. Maybe I won't do 10, but I'll drop it down to six. But I'm definitely like a little pat, 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 taking my time, doing all my things, still doing all my hair strokes, as you learned in a prior episode. Like I'm still really giving myself a lot of self-love in the morning. On the weekends, my rituals, you know, I don't really necessarily go through all of that because I'm just... I'm not trying to be in glam. I'm not doing a mascara. I'm not doing anything in the morning. But my weekends um, switch over to kind of like how I'm eating and stuff like that. So I definitely am at a smoothie shop as soon as I wake up or a coffee shop. Like that's like step two, like step two, get dressed, get out of the house, go to these places. And I know a lot of people have coffee machines at home or have the Ninja Bullet or do whatever they do at home. Listen, that's not my style. I very much enjoy being at places and being with the camaraderie of other people who drink um, coffee and espresso. And I love hearing the espresso machine go off. And I love the people who make it and the baristas and just the, it's my version of like cheers, right? So I go and sit at coffee shops on Saturday and Sunday morning before class. Or when I didn't have class, I went and sat in there for hours. And that's how I met a lot of really interesting and cool people. People would just sit next to me at the coffee place where, um, it's close to my home and, I mean, I made friends because, you know, they were just small little non-Starbucks mom and pop type of places. And it's a lot of times if they were a double seater table, somebody would sit across from me and just be kikiing and, hey, what's your email address and what do you do for a living? And so, you know, I, I do that. Um, if I'm feeling something cold, then I just switch that and find myself to a smoothie shop instead. But the same thing is going on. So I definitely take time for myself to start my day and to end my day with some type of routine known as a glamorized ritual, okay? Also, I want to talk about meditation and stillness. So when I was going through my divorce, I remember it was like a cold November day in I don't even fucking know what year. I've been divorced for a while now, but some year. And I remember I was in Frederick, Maryland at the time. I was having a home built. I was living with my parents while my home was being built. I mean, there the story the story the story of my marriage and my divorce is a whole nother episode and a riot within itself. So I'll have to save that for another rainy day. But I remember going through Barnes and Noble and I was like, I need something to to I need something to connect to me immediately. Okay. And I was driving from Frederick at that time to um, McLean, Virginia, every single morning. So that was like an hour plus every day. That's where I worked. And so I was commuting back and forth. And audiobooks were heavy that time and they were still on CDs. 
And I'm like, I need something immediately because I am going through it. It is cold. I'm overweight. It was wintertime. I was having a house bill. I was seeing, it was just so many shifts that were going on. And I'm like, something needs to grab my attention and stick now. Okay. So I'm in the little, um, uh, audio section of Barnes and Noble and I'm in the self-help section and super rich stands out and, Super Rich is a book by Russell Simmons and it is the title is a little bit misleading and may have you thinking it's all about, you know, money and all this other type of stuff. It is not. It's how to have this to be super rich in your spirit and in yeah, in your spirit. And how to adjust your life and he talks about, you know, being a yogi and everything that is Russell Simmons. And so that's how I got into yoga. That's how I created so much peace in my life. I mean, that book, I know I said that on one of these episodes when Malik and I did this uh, Vogue 73 questions, but that is my ultimate book. But um, of course, Russell Simmons is a yogi. And with a lot of that comes the meditation and stillness and being present in the moment and all of that type of stuff. And so I definitely include that in just about every one of my days. I mean, depending on how my lifestyle looks at the time, um, my version of meditation and stillness kind of alters. When I had more time to myself and was a little bit more open in terms of not having a traditional nine to five, it was full on meditation. I mean, I would like get up, light a candle, sit with my legs crossed and just allow my mind to go wherever it went. Okay. I don't have that amount of time in the morning anymore because now I do have a full-time job. So my stillness looks a little, now my meditation has moved to stillness. So when I park my car in the garage, even if it's three minutes, I shut down and I just sit there. And that might very well might be the stillness I need to be like, Please, Denise, do not lose your shit in this office today. I mean, that could totally be what it is. But whatever it is that my heart and my mind connect to in that three to five to ten minutes or however early I arrived, that's what it is. And I just sit. And, you know, it's something about also the being in a car and feeling like secluded. It's just me in my car. And then you're in a dark garage. And it's just that moment where... You don't need to focus on driving. I don't need to, my kid is already safely at school. I don't need to be interrupted. It's seven o'clock in the morning. So I'm not being also interrupted by my phone going off. Nobody's texting me. Nobody's calling me. Like in those few minutes, I know that I can just sit there in peace and there's no disruption. So um, I, I take those minutes to myself every single day and if if I need to revisit those minutes to myself in the middle of the day I'll do that too um so that that has definitely helped me especially at the beginning of the day to have some intention and set those intentions and to be focused on those um and intentions is is something that I probably could have chatted about on here as well so I'll just talk about that really briefly. So it's really cool because at the beginning of our classes at Solid Core, we invite people to set an intention. And it's hugely important um, because, you know, these classes are difficult. You come to work out every day and a lot of times people are coming to work out for so many different reasons and you don't know what those reasons are until, um, you know, after you get to know them or you chat with them after class. I know today I took a class at 5.30 and about, you know, five minutes in, I realized I didn't want to be there. And it had nothing to do with the coach. She was amazing. But it had to be with, you know, I just didn't feel good about myself. I just, my body was just heavier. Like I just, I emotionally and physically did not want to be working out. I just wanted to be someplace else or maybe doing something different other than that class. But my intention was already set. And so I committed myself to doing it. And it's just seeing, setting an intention, setting a goal, seeing yourself all the way through. And I think intention to me is a lot more clearly defined than this word goal. Because I think when you set a goal, there's so many other little things that you can get caught up in and blah, blah, blah. And you've all seen those little memes and those pictures where they're like, 
you start here, success is there, and then it goes all these squiggly lines all the way over. And I think, you know, yeah, you can reach your goal, but your intention is like pure. And it can be something so simplistic, like I'm just going to commit to every single one of these reps. And as much as I don't want to be here, I'm going to zone myself out and let this be a meditative state. So it's kind of like a more scale back version and smaller version of the overall goal. So intentions, setting them at the beginning of your day or setting them, um, you know, before you go to bed for your next day or however you set them. But setting intentions has definitely kind of helped me along with the meditation and the stillness to just clarify some time and what it is that I want to do. And I even set those intentions when I don't, when I want to be very specific, like with this podcast, like what was my intention for this podcast? I mean, that's very clearly defined for me. Um, and how I wanted to grow this brand and the things that I wanted to share and the things that, how I wanted to grow, um, the, the, the listenership and all the other type of stuff. So, um, you know, being very clear so that you're not just saying, oh, I just want a successful podcast. Well, what the fuck does that look like? Like the intention has to be very clear so that the universe can shape to give you what you're asking it for, but you have to be very clear in what you ask, um, so that you can be very clear in what you were given. And so both of those or all three of those things coupled together really has helped, um, boost my effectiveness. So hopefully they can be swallowed up by you and taken for what they're worth. All right. So, um, waking up 20 minutes earlier than your alarm and kind of waking up early on Saturday. So I've done the first part of that. I've woken up earlier than my alarm. My daughter wakes up earlier than me by like 45 minutes. Um, so I'm kind of up, but then I allow myself to just lounge in bed and be halfway alert for another 45 minutes or so every morning. Um, but I'll be honest, I don't really wake up 20 minutes earlier than my alarm every single day. In fact, most days I don't, um, a lot of days I'll, I'll be right up to that little noise. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that would get that last three minutes of sleep, even though they, you know, know that their alarm is getting ready to go off or whatever. Um, but the Saturdays thing I do do, and, and that may be completely forced based off of the fact that I work, um, and I coach and I'm out of my house on Saturdays, but I will be very, 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 um, clear in how much being up and alert on Saturdays has transformed my productivity and my effectiveness. So Saturdays right now, um, I truly do not have to be anywhere until now, starting in the month of May, 11.55 a.m., before May, it, I didn't have to be anywhere till 1 p.m., okay? So I could have just stayed in bed, rolled out of bed, gotten some sweats on, and went and coached a class. But I don't, and I haven't. And I am up at um, 6 o'clock in the morning on most Saturdays. In fact, I used to go to a solid core class at 6.30 a.m. every Sunday, or every, every Saturday. And it was really the coolest time to work out because I would get up, go to this class. I mean, in the wintertime, it was dark. Go to this class, sweat, get the most amazing workout, come home, shower, go back to sleep, wake up at maybe like 10 o'clock in the morning. But I've already been productive. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are just waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning and haven't done shit because they've been asleep. I'm waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning and I've already gotten an hour workout in. I've got some steps in. I had to walk to the car, walk to the place, walk back, maybe got a cup of coffee, you know, whatever. Like I've done stuff. So when I wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning, I can immediately start my day. Boom. I'm ready to go. My The bullshit little walking around, wasting time. Oh my God. Debating if I'm going to the gym, debating on what I'm going to do. All that shit is done. My 10 o'clock starts my day and all my recreational things that I want to do, not necessarily, not necessarily the things that I have to do are out of the way. So I get a full picture of my day and it makes me feel like that whole Ferris Bueller moment because it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I get my full day. When you wake up earlier, you get the full day. Um, but now I have to coach, um, which is cool. I'm only in the studio on Saturdays for two hours, but I'm still waking up early. I'm still doing things that I want to do on the front end of my day. Then, you know, I get two hours at 11, at 12 and one. So from 12 to two, I'm in the studio and the rest of the day is mine. So, you know, I, I do greatly benefit from waking up in the morning a lot earlier than I need to. And also something said for that, for, for mamas and, and daddies and people with young children in the home, you know, if you, 
work outside of the hours where you have to be a parent, you can get a lot more shit done too. So like your kids are probably still the hell asleep at six, seven, or even eight AM. Get your ass out of the house and do some of that stuff when they are asleep so you don't now have to compete with them needing breakfast or whatever do shit when your kids are out of the picture for an hour or two boom now you've got a super effective day you're ready you're charged there you go um okay so there's that do that try that this weekend set your alarm if it doesn't work then wake up in the next 30 minutes just get your ass going before noon on a saturday uh say yes or no okay This right here is fucking life-changing. Learning how to be assertive with like damn near everything and not putting gray area in the most simplistic parts of your life. Life is so powerful, okay? Yes, I will be there. And to commit to being there and to fucking show up. No, I'm not coming. Why? I don't fucking want to come. And nothing you can say is going to change my mind. I'm unfucking available one of those two but you gotta have some goddamn conviction okay like it has to be yes i'm coming no i'm not coming yes i will succeed no i don't give a fuck about succeed like you got to pick a lane like you have to pick a lane people with this gray area wishy-washy shit don't never fucking get nowhere pick a lane ho like you have to like it blows my mind to sit here and listen to people be like i don't know like what the fuck do you not know like you have enough resources for any given in you know any given scenario to be able to say yes or no like nobody's asking you to be like a fucking rocket scientist i mean it's certainly if you don't know some base level shit we definitely ain't asking you to do that but we you you have enough information to decide on some very do you want to go on vacation <sighs> like bitch listen is do you have enough money to go on vacation yes or no yes do you uh want to go to this city uh no so the answer is no you don't want to go to me you know all this i don't know like I, it's, I think people who do that all the time sound like um what what it was his name whatever it was off of mad tv when he was like but i don't know <laughs> like oh my god the little red-headed boy that was just fucking kicking stuff around his name will come to me later and then it'll jump out and it'll sound totally bizarre because i'll just be yelling his name out but anyway that's exactly what it sounds like it's like get some goddamn conviction it is so unsexy and it's so unattractive for people of any gender to just not know shit like if you don't know something, fucking Google it or get some feeling or get something. Just say yes or no, okay? You will be so much more clarified in your day and in your life and in your being when you can say something and stand by it and commit to it. People will also respect you more. People will also appreciate your 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 opinions more. People will people will just enjoy your your conversation more. Just say yes, just say no. And those are the words that I'm choosing, but I mean seriously, it doesn't matter what it is. Just have some conviction. So, that brings me to this point, okay? If I could bold, italicize and edit any type of extra font, make my words that I'm about to say like a bright neon shadow font. Like this is what is, this is how it would look. Baby steps are a complete waste of time. I repeat, baby steps are a complete waste of time. Hear me out. Like I just said, there are the chance of you having enough information to make appropriate decisions for yourself at your age, and I'm assuming that everybody who's listening to this podcast is somewhere at least over 20, you have enough information most of the time or you have the resources at your disposal to educate yourself to have enough information to be able to make a very educated decision on where you should go and how aggressive you should move. And so I hear this, of course, I mean, I keep using this fitness thing as, you know, a a storyline, but I mean, the reality is that that's the space that I 
spend a lot of my time in. So, and it's one of those things where people love to take a motherfucking baby step. So let me, let me break this down. At some point in your life, I'm sure most of us have tried to lose some weight or, you know, try to tone up or try to do something. So we understand some fundamental things here. We understand that in order to lose weight or to present our best body, whether that is weightlifting or cardio, whatever, there is a simple science that goes into it. You have to consume less than you put out in order for that change to happen, right? So we understand that. We also understand that you probably shouldn't eat junk food and expect for your body to change. We understand that you should probably work out more than once a week in order for your body to change. Like We understand some baseline fundamental ideas of how to get to whatever goal we want to set for our body from where we are currently. Now, here comes the bullshit kicker is the baby step shit. Now, if you know you need to lose 20 pounds in the next, uh, you know, three months, then probably you just doing the most smallest aspect of how to get there is not going to get you there. And the, the issue I have, and you, let me, let me, before I say that, um, you know, you have, you have all the information. So why not go all the way in? Because you can. And the issue I have with baby steps is simply this. I think that baby steps is an excuse or a justification that people provide themselves and they tell themselves so they don't have to be fully invested any in anything. And so when they quit, because it's almost what you're doing is giving yourself the um, permission to quit ahead of time, you're not fully invested. So, you know, if you know that you are trying to lose this weight, and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to stop drinking soda. Well, if you fuck up and drink soda tomorrow, it's not really that big of a deal. But if you said you wanted to lose this weight, so you went out here and got this membership that may be a little bit more costly, you're coming to, you know, boutique fitness classes, or, you know, you went and bought a new piece of machinery or something, a stationary bike, something, right? You went, you did something, you made the commitment and it cost you a lot of money. It cost time. It was effort. It is a lot less likely that you are going to quit on yourself when you have made the investment in yourself to not quit. So that baby step shit, no, go all in. Like you have the information. I'm not suggesting that you go and buy all this stuff. Please don't read that as what I'm saying. What I am saying is take the larger leap because you already know that's what it takes. So stop trying to take these motherfucking baby steps thinking you're going to get to the result. Like, nah, Sway, what you're doing is giving yourself permission to quit. So when you, you know, you're you're kind of like dipping your toe in instead of just putting your foot all the way in. Don't do that to yourself. You're cheating yourself from the very beginning. Just commit, commit, commit. Baby steps, are seriously the hugest amount of time. So, um, okay, this one, I want to preface this by saying that I am a parent and I'm saying this with the utmost amount of love, okay? Seriously, like, I know y'all know that I have a very unconventional style of parenting, but um, seriously, no bullshit. This is said with love. Get your time back from your children, Okay. Get your time back from your children because kids will waste your fucking time. Here's how. Okay. And they don't know. This is you. This is you parents. I'm talking to parents here. I'm not talking to your child. I am talking to you, the mother or the father here. Listen to what I'm going to say. And you can judge me all fucking day long. You can give me another two stars because, you know, we did get two stars already. A couple of y'all because it was more than one of y'all to start our asses. But you can feel free to give me another one. So if your children, let's use this example. If your children are in sports and your children are not good in sports, at what point do you think that you should probably stop sending little Johnny to go sit on the bench for the duration of the game and how what point do you think it would not be worth your time your effort or your money to continue to be dragging him back and forth to 
to practice, to games, spending money on all this equipment and all this shit. At what point do you think that might not be the best use of your time and is not really making you the most effective person throughout the day? I think what happens a lot of times as parents, and I'm using sports as an example because it seems to be one of the most like American thing to do is like, oh, you pop out a kid and got the motherfuckers better be in a sport. If they're a son, they got to hit some type of ball, dribble a ball, whatever. Their daughter, they better fucking be in dance. No, no. Listen, your kids are not fucking good at this shit. Like if they are not good at it, then let them out. Here's the thing. You are spending a lot of time. Like somehow there's been this new thing where a lot of parents nowadays, because I've dated guys, they're like, oh, I can't go to dinner tonight because my son has practice. And I'm like, well, bitch, are you the coach? Like, what does your son having practice have to do with anything? Like, I am a little confused because when my daughter was, my daughter was in Girl Scouts and that's the equivalent to a practice, I guess you could say. There were, you know, time, she had to be somewhere. I would drop her off and because I wasn't the Girl Scout leader, I would take my ass on. So I don't understand this, go sit at practice three times a week and go sit at whatever, um, whatever games, be here, be there. Like, listen, I understand what y'all doing. I understand that you love your children. But what I'm talking, and I'm not talking about the kids that are doing fucking excellent. I'm talking about the kids who are marginal at best and probably don't need to be there at the worst, okay? Like, that's what don't need to be happening. You need to get your time back. And there are other ways to promote um, your children and their um, development and their team building skills and their social skills. Maybe your child needs to be someplace else throughout the day, but you spending this an insane amount of time shuffling them back and forth to all these extracurricular activities that chances are they have not even asked you to be in and you've got them in something every season, maybe two things a season. Like, uh uh-uh. I remember my daughter um, at the beginning of this year had come to me um, with this little worksheet that her school let her fill out and it was like um you know their extra things that they can do I can't even think of the word off the top of my head but whatever they're electives that's it they're electives so she had come to me with electives and it said um that she wanted to be an orchestra and home ec and I was like skirt no let's edit this so the first thing I took off was home ec and I told her I was like no you don't need to be a home ec like Listen, times are changing. I you you should probably learn how to cook something. That's fine, but what we're not going to do is sit in the class for forever and learn how to do it because times are changing. Like some things are just obsolete right now. A home ec, one of them. Okay, in my personal parenting opinion. The second thing she had on there was orchestra. Girl, goodbye. When she was in the sixth grade, she decided she wanted to play the violin. Child, I was over there renting a violin, wasting all my damn money. Now I got a whole goddamn violin in my closet here because I done forgot to give it back to the people and I feel bad taking it back over to the people. Like, uh uh-uh, no. She also did not play the damn violin, faked it. She said she was playing it, practicing nothing. I go to the little parent thing at the end of the year, this girl over there fake strumming the thing. No, girl, you cannot be in the orchestra. What you can be is in is Chinese. So here, because that's not going to require any of my time because you are going to waste my time. Now, if my daughter was an exceptional uh, player of the violin, her ass would be there. But she is not. And I'm well enough to know that. And I, as a parent, I can assess my child's skills and say, girl, you are wasting my time. And that's what you're not going to do. Get your time back from your children. And you, as the parent, have to really understand or analyze when your kids are wasting your time and when they need to be somewhere. And there's this whole thing. I mean, I'm telling you, no bullshit. I've dated plenty of guys. I have some girlfriends who got their kids in every motherfucking thing. And I'm like, sis, bro, do your kids need to be in every activity? Like, are they really good at all of these? Or is this you just feeling like you have to do this from this angle of parenting? Maybe because you didn't have it or because you just think that this is what parenting looks like. I don't know, but your kids are wasting your time. You can't do certain things that you need to be able to do because the first thing out of your mouth is, I got to take so-and-so to practice. Well, is he good? Will he be playing in the game? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling y'all this. I'm saying this from love. Get your time back from your kids. Know when your kids are wasting your time, when they probably don't need to be in some of this stuff. That's your job to figure out. 
with love. Seriously, with love. And then um, I'm going to say really quickly, get the fuck off the internet. I mean, listen, I want you to be on <laughs> podcasts, on Apple Podcasts and listen to this. But oh my God, like I live my best life every day, highlights on Saturday and Sunday. And when I come back on Facebook, you know, to recap and really go through my feed, because I might post something that's current currently going on in my day or something, but I am not wildly engaging with people on the weekends. But when I go back, come back on on Monday and see the same motherfuckers talking the shit that they, I'm like, do y'all even have a front door? Have you been outside? Like, what are you doing? Like, this has to be nuts. Like, please get off the internet. Stop developing opinions about every single thing you see online. We don't need to know your opinions. Stop sharing your opinions. Stop. Get off the internet. Go outside. Absorb the air. Breathe. Inhale. Exhale. Be out. Meet a new person. Walk the block see if there's a new establishment two blocks over i mean something but this um, excessive amount of internet time and phone usage is insane and it's really slowing people down and meanwhile you're on the internet primarily facebook critiquing motherfuckers who are out here doing shit every day i'm like mind blown emoji like please get off of the internet and go do something productive with your day, with your time. I mean, you would be shocked when you record. Like these iPhones now, I'm sure these little wacko jacko ass Androids record the same information, but iPhones definitely will record how much screen time you're getting every day. And when you check that and you'd be like, whoa, bro, like I've probably done a couple shifts of work on my phone. Like it's insane. And it really slows you down. I mean, when you really scale back to see how much time you spent on your phone doing mindless shit, mainly worried about motherfuckers that ain't worried about you and posting your opinions where nobody gives a fuck about, you will be able to say, oh, whoa. And then look back and be like, well, what have I done productive this week? Fucking nothing because you've been talking about somebody that's doing something. So get off the internet, okay? So anyway, those are my little things that I do. You might not find them valuable at all, but I do some element of them just about every day. And I happen to think that uh, I'm a little bit of a hustler and a go-getter and a problem solver and a life liver and that I have made, uh, you know, something from nothing a couple times over and um, and have a little bit of a story, which I will share a little bit more in these upcoming weeks. So um, those are just the little things that I use in my regular schmegular life. And hopefully you will be able to gather some of them and apply them to your life. So really quickly here. Now, like I said, Malika is off in her impromptu wedding destination. So maybe uh, next week I might be on here solo as well. I'm not really too sure. It doesn't matter. You'll still tune in. Make sure you're sharing. Make sure you are liking. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you are rating five stars. Don't be a fucking hater with the two. Make sure you're on Instagram. Make sure you are telling your cousin about this. Like, don't keep telling me and Malika how much you like us. Tell the world. Like, okay, I know, boo. I see y'all. I see the numbers. We're doing quite well right now. I'm not going to tell y'all what they are, but I see them. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for your support. But please, it really helps when you share that love outwardly so that somebody else can um, have those same feelings and come over to this side and get into this every week. So, Be sure to do just that. Um, I am going to leave you with all of that. And I am sure that we will meet again next Tuesday. Ciao for now, guys.